0: Go! Oh. goodness hallelujah 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 i feel jesus in the house church oh i feel jesus come on let's not rush this moment will you intercede come on intercede for a moment somebody press into the gates today hallelujah hallelujah oh we believe we believe for a miracle. If you've been faithful. All my life, you have been faithful. All my life, you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am made, oh, I will see of the goodness of God. Will you lift your hand and say, All my life? you've been faithful. That
1: just lift our voice and thank Him for that goodness. How good and how faithful, how amazing our God is in every circumstance and situation of life. He is good and He is faithful. Amen. What a great job. Come on, can we just, come on. What an amazing job. Always, always. Wow. So this is the first Sunday of the month and We always take communion here together on this first Sunday. So get your elements ready. Uh, We don't do this just out of tradition. We believe that there is power released in this. This happens to be Palm Sunday. I'm reminded what Zechariah prophesied. He said, rejoice, O Jerusalem, for your king is coming. But he's not riding like a normal king. He's lowly on the fold of a donkey. No king ever come into a city like that, but our king did. And our king turned the world upside down in about seven days. The disciples had no idea when they were sitting at that table that the mystery that had been hid in God for ages was getting ready to be revealed in Jesus Christ, His Son. You know, He, he took that bread and just like you're holding it in your hand right now. Why don't you just get, it, get that out? Just hold that precious, and we're declaring it precious. This bread said He took it, He, he broke it, He blessed it, and that's what He does with us. And that's what he does with this bread and then he said take and eat this this is my body that's broken for you through his body i want you to hear because i believe god's going to do this right now what they did not know in a matter of hours just a matter of hours that the power of the enemy was going to be broken death was going to be defeated Disease was going to be defeated. Are you hearing me? Disease was going to be defeated. Drugs is going to be defeated. Depression's going to be defeated. How many would declare that right now? Whatever that need is. Now, it was going to be to them, but it is. Everybody say, it is. It is to us today. And so with this bread, Lord, by faith, we receive the promises of our King in Jesus' name. Sanctify it. We receive it. Now take and eat. Mm. Mm. Well, he didn't stop there. How many is glad? He didn't stop there. He didn't say just my body but my blood and he said this is my blood in the new covenant the book of hebrews says that the blood of jesus was better blood than the blood of abel abel cried out for vengeance jesus's blood cried out for forgiveness i said jesus's blood cried out for forgiveness 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 now and forever through that blood. So, Lord, we lift this cup in sign and symbol of your precious blood, redeemed not by silver and gold, Peter said, but by your precious blood. So today, we receive the cup of the New Testament in your blood. We receive it in Jesus' name now. Receive the cup. Come on. How many now can say, I receive? I receive the finished work. We receive the finished work that the King rode into Jerusalem to declare in heaven, in earth, in hell, and above all things. Come on. Lift him up. Give him glory. He is the King of glory. He is our King Redeemer. In Jesus' name.
2: Amen. Just remain standing. This is, we're going to continue in our, our worship, our, our giving. It is a joy to give in this house, in this atmosphere. Amen. So let's stand. If you're not standing, stand with me and let's believe and declare and decree. our offering declaration like we have never done it before. He's here. There's an atmosphere this morning, this afternoon. Get in the flow. Let's say this together. Because I am a tither and a giver, the windows of heaven are open to me, and God rebukes the devourer for my sake. I am blessed financially and receive a blessing that I cannot contain i choose to sow cheerfully and bountifully knowing i will reap bountifully he makes me the head and not the tail above and not beneath the blessings of god are chasing me and overtaking me because god loves to see me prosper i am believing him for advancements god ideas blessings and increases by natural freedom and breakthroughs. Amen. I sure you can help the people.
3: Hello regeneration Nashville. I have never held one of these before, but it has a bow on it. So that makes it okay. What do you think? Anybody know what this is? Say it one more time so I'll know. A sledgehammer. That's right. Debbie, tell me the other name. A double double jack. So I know that y'all don't have a bucket list, but I have one. I truly do. And one of them is to drive one of those big old machines that has a scooper on the end of it. What is that called? A what? A a backhoe. You said what, sir? A front-end loader. Front? A a front loader. Okay, that's on my bucket list one. And this is on my bucket list two. And look. I scared y'all, didn't I? I might have scared myself a little bit, too. Uh, but uh, they, I think they painted it gold just to match my outfit. I'm not sure. But anyway, the reason that I'm bringing this out here is we are getting really, really close to groundbreaking at our new building. And I'm so excited to invite you to, to the grand opening. So I don't, you know, I don't know if it's a grand opening, the, the grand, grand opening. This is this is the soft grand opening. But uh, I had invited you September, sorry, I'm in the wrong month. <laughs> what year is it? April the 11th, the day of closing. But I'm told that it's po- possible that we will not close. On April the 11th, which is a Tuesday, which is actually better for you, okay? Because on Sunday, April the 16th, so that's not next Sunday, which is is Easter, but the next Sunday, which is Sunday after Easter, <laughs> We're, you'll already be in this area, okay? And so we'll caravan over to the new building. And we're going to invite you into the sanctuary, and we're going to do a fire tunnel in that sanctuary. And we're going to inaugurate that building. And I'm going to use this sledgehammer on a wall. And I imagine I could get my husband talked into using one, too. Can you use a sledgehammer? Have you ever used a sledgehammer? Something tells me you have. Here you go, Houston. But anyway, I'm so excited. And so then, after the fire tunnel, then we're going to eat cake. We really are. So I want you to come and, uh, and help us just, um, you know, there's just something powerful about going into a building and cleansing it. And asking for God's presence in that building and safety for all the workers who will begin to build out and so we're just going to invite the presence of the Lord and that is the 16th now let's let's go back just a little bit to uh, April the 12th through the 14th we begin our church-wide fast and this is a glorious time to push away from the table as a church family and to feast at the table of Jesus Christ together. You know, I was thinking on the way to church this, uh, this afternoon that um, when the high priest went into the holiest of holies, he did something significant for the in- entire nation of Israel. He went into the holiest of holies, into the presence of God and he offered a sacrifice that pushed back the sins for another year for the whole nation but it was in private where no one else could see and I believe that God is inviting this church into the holiest of holies if you will to to destroy strongholds to, to pull down the gates of hell together for our nation For the world and he's inviting us into his presence to seek God together as a church family so that is Wednesday Thursday and Friday Wednesday is um, the 12th Thursday is the 13th Friday is the 14th and so then Friday after we're prayed up and fasted up that Friday night we're gonna have Holy Ghost night And we're going to see God do some miracles. If you need the Holy Ghost, that night, that night of prayer and fasting, come. God's going to fill you with the Holy Ghost. You're going to get that miracle you need. You're going to get that healing that you need. You're going to get that breakthrough that you need. Do you believe that? So come, mark your calendars for April the 12th through the 14th, and we will pray together, fast together, and it is a wonderful time. If you've never fasted before, this is a good opportunity to ask the Lord to grace you To give you grace to fast. It isn't easy, but oh my goodness, the rewards are out of this world. Out of this world. So ask the Lord for grace to help you fast. It's going to be a wonderful time. So this is what I feel in the Holy Ghost. And so I think it was Mark Lowry that says it's easier to get forgiveness than permission. But So I'm just going to do it because I didn't ask for permission. (laughs) but I feel this in the Holy Ghost this morning when I was in in prayer with the Lord I was just bombarding heaven and I said God today see Abraham's he called those things that are not as though they not are as already were so I started decreeing this morning to the Lord and I said today is the best service regeneration Nashville has ever seen it is it all, it, it, it's already sealed in the Holy Ghost, okay? And I said, Lord, we need signs and wonders and miracles. And I want notable miracles. There are people in this room that need a notable, notable miracle in your body. And so the Lord said, okay, pray for them. And I said, okay, let's, let's do it. How do I do that? So this is how he's instructed me to do this. And if you'll participate, I wonder if you would stand. If you need a miracle, a healing in your body, and and this is what else I feel. I feel like back pain, neck pain, and shoulder pain is one of the things that God is going to destroy, joint pain of any kind today. But if you have any sickness in your body, God wants to heal you today. Today is the day of salvation. I praise God for Holy Ghost Night on the 14th, but how many of you know the Holy Ghost is in this place right now? Wonder-working power in the blood. So I wonder if you would raise your hand and say, I need healing in my body. Somebody, if you need healing in your body, all right, now I've got prayer partners in this room and, and people in this church that know how to touch God. And so I want you to make your way to the people whose hands are raised. Just, just, if you will, just work with me. Just If you will, just get out of your chairs and find the person next to you that has their hand raised that needs a healing in your body. Especially back pain, neck pain, joint pain, but I believe God's going to destroy some masses today. I believe some cancer is going to go. Now, Now, before before we start praying, I want you to do this. First of all, I want you to thank God for the stripes of Jesus Christ. I want you to ask God to heal. I still see people with their hand raised and nobody, and nobody praying with them. So if your hand, if, please look around. And if there's something. Just get out of the aisle, get out of the aisle where you are, and go to someone who has their hand raised. It's gonna be worth it. God's fixing to do miracles, okay? And so then I want you to command their body to be healed and rebuke the sickness in their body. If your hand is still raised, that means that you don't have somebody praying with you. If you have somebody praying with you, please lower your hand so that we can see who needs someone praying with you. Up in the balcony, up in the balcony would you make your way to these people in the balcony please all right let's pray together let's pray together father in the name of Jesus Lord we thank you that you have made provision for healing today with the stripes of Jesus Lord we thank you for your word that with your stripes we were healed and so father we declare healing The healing virtue of Jesus Christ to flow through everybody and now we rebuke this pain we rebuke this sickness and we command you in the name of Jesus to go come on church go in the name of Jesus we take authority over every sickness every malady every infirmity every disease in Jesus name in Jesus name and now start thanking the lord lord we thank you for the healing virtue god we thank you that you're a present help in time of trouble we thank you that no weapon formed against your children shall prosper lord we thank you for it in jesus name well now why don't you give jesus christ the greatest hand clap and praise of the day come on somebody give him a shout of praise come on somebody give him a shout of praise give him a shout of praise Hallelujah! Come on, hallelujah! 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 Now, did not the Lord say that He would use us to heal the nations? So, from your vantage point, where you are, I want you to stretch your hand toward a camera. And to our online family that need healing in your body, We send the virtue of Jesus to you. And, Lord, we ask you to heal every person. If you're watching online, put your hand on your body. And we pray and we intercede. And we ask Jesus right now to enter that room to saturate your body with the healing virtue of Jesus Christ. We call it done. We bind every demonic stronghold that's come against you. It is destroyed in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, church. In Jesus' name, it's done. Do you believe the Lord today? Now, this is the last thing. If you will, just stay, st- just stay standing for a moment. This week, this Monday, our staff was in staff meeting. Pastor Harry and San were teaching us a Bible study there. And breaking news came to all of our phones and computers that there had been a shooting in a Christian school here in Nashville Tennessee and the hearts of our city are broken because innocent children do you remember that three weeks ago pastor Kent preached on the alpha generation and do you remember that last week we got a ruling for the alpha generation And this week, the enemy has come against the alpha generation. Let me tell you something. The devil is after our seed. But let me tell you something else. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. You can talk all you want to about how bad the devil is, but I'm not impressed. I am not impressed by the devil's tactics. But today, we as a church family... We want to pray for the city of Nashville. We want to pray for Pastor Scruggs, who is the pastor of Covenant Christian School. They lost a child. Three little children are are deceased today and three adults, and they were all believers. And Christians were targeted in this situation so today as a Christian family we want to send our prayers towards that family and towards our city the city of Nashville can we do that today as a church family so father in the name of Jesus Lord we lift up God these precious families that are grieving today. And Lord, our hearts are broken for every mother, every father, every sibling, every husband, every wife. Lord, every person connected to Covenant Christian School. And Lord, to the families of these that have lost their lives. And Father, we ask you that the Holy Spirit, God would undergird these families. Lord, wrap your arms around these families and let them feel the presence of your spirit today. Lord, I pray that you would gather these families, God, in this city under your wings and cover us, God, with your feathers, Lord. God, as a mother hen, God, would gather her chicks, oh God. Lord, I pray, oh God, for the protection, Lord, of the Christian community. God, in every school God in this nation private and public Lord we speak Jesus Christ into the alpha generation we speak Jesus Christ into our elementary schools we speak Jesus Christ into our middle schools come on church we speak Jesus Christ into our high schools and our universities we speak Jesus Christ into the darkness into the atmosphere and we say Satan the Lord rebuke you in Jesus name come on church in Jesus name just speak Jesus just speak Jesus come on Jesus Jesus hallelujah to God give Jesus a hand clap of praise
4: Every dark addiction starts to break Declaring there is hope and there is freedom I speak Jesus Your name is power Your name is healing Your name is life I just want to speak the name of Jesus over fear and all anxiety to every soul held captive by depression I speak Jesus your name Jesus in the streets, Jesus in the darkness over every enemy, Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name, Jesus. Your name is For my best.
5: hallelujah hallelujah oh my how can you deny the Lord after that fantastic anointing of the Lord Um, it's amazing how God will orchestrate services without people talking to each other and um, early this week or, I guess, the middle week, God began to speak to me and he said, I want you to preach on Jesus. And so, um, if you have your Bibles, we're going to read two passages of Scripture, one out of Matthew chapter 16. And, uh, The other one is out of the New Living Translation. You won't be turning there. I'll read it to you. But um, Matthew chapter 16 and verse 13. When Jesus came into the coasts of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, and I want to just stop for a moment and say this. Caesarea Philippi was where the people of that area believed that the gate of hell was. If you've ever been to Caesarea Philippi, it's a, there's a big wall, uh, stone wall, and there's holes in there, and many believed that that was the gate of hell so it's very interesting that jesus is standing at what men thought was the gate of hell and he makes his statement whom do men say that i the son of man am a little later in mark the fourth chapter Bible says that the disciples have just watched Jesus stand on the bow of a boat and look at a raging sea and boisterous winds that are driving the sea into a frenzy. And he says, peace be still. And the scripture says that immediately the waves laid down and the wind stopped and the disciples looked at each other and they said this who is this man never in the history of mankind has the origin or the identity of one man been debated more than Jesus. And that raging debate is increasing in this hour. When Jesus looked at his disciple and he asked Peter, he said, who do men say that I am? The next verse. The disciples began to corp in, and one said, They think that you're John the Baptist. Somebody else said, No, some are thinking that you're Elijah. Others said, No, I heard somebody say that they thought you were Jeremiah. Another said, Well, others have named some of the prophets. It wasn't that. Jesus was like John the Baptist, or Elijah, or Jeremiah. It was that Jeremiah, and John the Baptist, and Elijah had a little bit of Jesus in them. And so that when people looked at them, they didn't know how to identify it. So when they saw Jesus, one moment he would be fire and brimstone and they'd say, that's Elijah. Another moment he's talking about repentance and they'd say, no, that's John the Baptist. Another time Jesus would have compassion and weep and they would say, no, that's the weeping prophet Jeremiah. What they didn't realize was that all of those men just had facets. Of the great I am. I don't think that when Jesus posed this question, he really was wanting to know who the crowd thought he was. Because he picks it back up and he says in verse 15 because he doesn't even reply to who they say he looks like or sounds like or acts like. But he said unto them, but who do you say that I am? If we don't know who Jesus is, then how do we expect the world to know who he is? Could it be that the world is in confusion because the church has gone woke? And I stand here today in defense of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I declare that as long as I breathe in Pastor Regeneration Nashville, we will never step outside of the Scriptures. I still believe that humanity is looking for somebody and some church that has enough gut to stand up and buck the tide and say that's not in the Bible. It's wrong. You and I, hallelujah, are here and foremost. If we don't believe in the Word of the Lord, if we don't believe in Jesus, Christ how are we going to get the world to embrace the God that we don't know who he is so Jesus looked at him he said guys he said what I'm really concerned about is do you know who I am verse 16 Simon Peter answered and he said I know who you are he said you're Christ you're the son of the living God it's very interesting because just three verses back Jesus said who do men say that I the son of man am Peter says you're not the son of man you are Christ the son of God and Jesus says, Simon, he says, flesh and blood can't comprehend my deity. He said, the only way that you know this is that my Father has revealed it to you who is in heaven. There, this is one of the difficulties that we are experiencing in the earth right now is we are trying to comprehend a divine God with a natural mind. And it cannot be done. It takes the revelation from the Father to reveal the Son. So the question is still being asked today concerning Jesus. Is he merely a moral teacher, was he just a prophet, was he a carpenter, was he a young virgin's son, was he merely a miracle worker, maybe a con man, or was he God Almighty? C.S. Lewis said this, a man who was merely a man and said the sort of things that Jesus said would not be a great moral teacher. He would either be a lunatic on a level with a man who says he's a poached egg, which in our hour would say he's confused as who he is. He's trapped in a man's body or a woman's body or else he would be the devil of hell. You make the choice. Either this man was and is the son of God, or else he's a madman or something worse. You can shut him up for a fool. You can spit at him and kill him as a demon, or you can fall at his feet and call him Lord and God. But let us never come to any patronizing nonsense about him just being a great human teacher. He has not left that open to us, and he never intended to. Without controversy. Great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on of the world, received up into glory, who now sits on the right hand of the Father. I wonder if we could go back in time and interview different people as to who they thought Jesus was. Daniel would have called him a line tamer. John would have called him the line of Judah. And Lazarus would have called him the resurrection and life. Peter would have said he's the lamb without spot or blemish. And Mary would have said I delivered him and then he delivered me. Noah would have said he's the God who floats my boat. And death would have called him the ultimate grave robber. Demons would have called him the son of God and they would have declared he makes us fear and tremble. Abraham would have called him the ram in the thicket hallelujah and the demoniac at Gadara would have said he set me free and I name him freedom. Jacob would have called him his deliverer. Simeon would have held him as a baby and called him my salvation. Angels called him the son of the highest and the Lord of hosts and the centurion guarding him in the tomb would have said, truly, this is the Son of God. The Pharisees called him a demon-possessed madman, but David called him a giant killer. If you could have asked Judas in his day, who's Jesus, he'd have called him a bank. Pilate would have called him king of the Jews. Pilate's wife called him a nightmare. Herod said, he's a threat to my throne. And atheists just say he's a myth made up by the church. The Muslims call him a prophet and the Hindus call him a holy man. And the Buddhists just call him an enlightened man. But Buddha never claimed to be God. Moses never claimed to be Jehovah. Muhammad never claimed to be Allah, yet Jesus Christ claims to be the true and living God. Buddha simply said, I'm a teacher in search of the truth. Jesus said, I am the truth. (laughs) Confucius said, I never claimed to be holy, but Jesus said, who can convict me of sin? Muhammad said, unless God throws back his cloak of mercy over me, I have no hope. Jesus said, unless you believe in me, you will die in your sins. Socrates taught for 40 years, Plato for 50, Aristotle for 40, and Jesus for only three. Yet the influence of Christ's three-year ministry infinitely transcends the impact of a combined and. 30 years of teaching from men whom man calls the greatest theological teachers of our day and yet Jesus, hallelujah, is still alive and well. The only hope the United States of America and every nation in this earth has is if we go back to our knees and go back to the cross and go back, hallelujah, and embrace that Jesus Christ is not a good man. He's not a moral teacher, but he is almighty God that came down into the world robed in flesh, rose the third day, went back up into glory, sits at the right hand of the Father, commands all powers and demons, and in him dwells the fullness of the Godhead. There's none beside him. There's none under him. There's none above him. He's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning of the end and he is the end of all things we make no apologies in defending Jesus Christ just because you have the loudest microphone doesn't make you the majority And just because media has the greatest voice doesn't make them right. This nation is so messed up because we told Jesus to leave. The only reason that demons don't possess territories and people is because Jesus is there. And they fear and tremble. When you tell him to leave, The first thing that happens is demons recognize open territory. We won't have any uh, confrontation, and so they go in and they take possession. People only get pitiful when consequences come. We are a nation now that is reaping the consequences of the last 20-some years because we told Jesus to leave our schools. And I stand in defense of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We have too many so-called spirit-filled churches that are more concerned about keeping 5,000 people in your building than you are allowing your service to go over a little bit because the Holy Ghost wants to show up and meet the needs in the house. Better to have 2,000 and be able to go as long as you want to go than to have 15,000 and at the end of the day, God couldn't do anything because we were too busy trying to complete our programs and keep our offerings up where they ought to be. If I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. You somewhere got to make a place for the Lord Jesus Christ and when you make room for God, God will make room for you. Henry Morris, known as the father of creation science, said the bodily resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead is the crowning proof of Christianity. If resurrection did not take place, then Christianity is a false religion. If it did take place, then Christ is God and the Christian faith is absolute truth. The author of Ben-Hur, one of the greatest Christian novels, General Lee Wallace, said after six years given to the impartial investigation of Christianity as to its truth or falsity, I have come to the deliberate conclusion that Jesus Christ was the Messiah of the Jews, the Savior of the world, my own personal Redeemer. He was a General Lee Wallace said this, I was a one-time atheist, military general, and literary genius, along with Robert Ingersoll, agreed together that they would write a book that will forever destroy the myth of Christianity. Mr. Wallace studied for two years in the leading libraries of Europe and America for information to destroy Christianity. While writing the second chapter of his book, he suddenly found himself on his knees crying now, my Lord and my God, the evidence was overwhelmingly conclusive that Jesus is alive and well and that he rules and he reigns. If I could sit and interview Jesus today and I would say, Sir, Will you tell me who you are? You say, Well, Kent, to the sick, I'm a healer. To the lonely, I'm the comforter. To the depressed, I'm joy unspeakable. And to the thirsty, I'm living water. To the hungry, I'm the bread of life. And to the trouble, I'm the peace that passes all understanding. To the confused, I'm the wonderful counselor. And to the drifter in life, I am the anchor of his soul. To those bound by sin, I am the great deliverer. And to those who are broken deed, I am their great provider. To the rejected and the forsaken, I am a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Hallelujah. Only a few saw him leave, but every eye's going to see him come back. The problem is, hallelujah, he left as a seed, but he came back as the tree of life. I'm telling you today, you can't cut him down. You can't shut him up. You can't burn him up. You can't discredit him, hallelujah, because about the time you say healing don't work, somebody with Parkinson's disease takes off running across the platform. Somebody that's hooked on drugs gets filled with the Holy Ghost some child comes back from a gay lifestyle set free by the power of God. The world has not had anybody have the guts to stand up and contradict them and tell them, we don't buy into your rhetoric. We don't acquiesce to your laws that you passed against this book. We still believe in the apostolic Holy Ghost foundational principles of Jesus Christ. We believe that there's none beside Jesus. We don't embrace the Buddhism. We don't embrace Hinduism. We don't embrace the Muslim religion. Hallelujah. The muslims came along 1700 years after jesus christ can i tell you that he is the end of all things there is no hope outside of jesus there is no answer outside of jesus there is no other blood that's sinless there is no other god besides the god almighty and his name is jesus Here's a man who was born in an obscure village, child of a peasant woman. He worked in a carpenter's shop until he was 30, and then for three years he was an itinerant preacher. He never wrote a book. He never held an office. He never owned a home. He never had a family. He never went to college. He never put his foot inside a big city. He never traveled 200 miles from the place where he was born. And he never did one of the things that we think accompanies greatness. He had no credentials, no degrees, no accolades, but himself. He had nothing to do with this world except the naked power of his divine manhood while still a young man the tide of popular opinion turned against him he was turned over to his enemies and he went through the mockery of a fake trial he was nailed to a cross between two thieves and his executioners gambled for the only piece of property that he had on the earth while he was dying, that was his coat. When he was dead, they parted, ridiculed. He was taken down and laid in a borrowed grave through the pity of a friend. That was his human life. He rises from the dead. now, almost 2,000 years later, have come and gone. And yet, today, he is the centerpiece of the human race, and he is the leader of the column of progress. I believe that we're within the mark <clears throat> when we say that all the armies that ever marched, and all the navies that were ever built, all the parliaments that ever set, and all the kings that ever reigned put together have not affected the life of a man on this earth as powerful as one solitary life. People say all kinds of things about Jesus. He was rich, he was poor, he was black, he was white. He was God, not God. He was a liar who told the truth, born of a virgin who was a tramp. He rose from the dead or else escaped death to shack up with his girlfriend. Even within Christianity, there's some goofy trend that recasts Jesus and his faith. Apparently in this time, some kind of new Christianity has emerged. But God's fixing to set things straight. He is coming back, and the absolute truth is that the devil cannot kill him. If you could sit down with Lucifer and ask him, who is Jesus? He would say, he is my worst nightmare. If you could ask demons, who is Jesus? They would say, every time we hear his name, we tremble. And he constantly keeps us on the move. Hallelujah. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. This nation belongs to Christianity. Hallelujah. We are redeeming this nation back to the cross. We are not backing down. We are not going woke. We are not trying to be seeker friendly. We are not trying to be all inclusive. We are God-fearing, Holy Ghost, Bible-believing, compassionate, love-filled, mercy-oriented, dripping the blood of the Lamb off of our garments that were stained with sin and yet today we stand under the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost and great is he that is in us than he that is in the world speak the name of Jesus speak the name of Jesus and when you speak the name of Jesus things begin to happen in the spirit realm with Jesus, obviously hell is afraid of him. I would like to ask those who have outlawed this book for our children in schools, if you don't believe in Jesus and you think it's a novel, what's the problem? I'd like to ask the atheists, if you don't believe it exists, then what are you worried about? Maybe church is just for the weak and emotionally decrepit who need a crutch to lean on to get them from week to week. If there is no God, you are all right and there is no problem. But it might be. Hallelujah. That there is this nagging thought behind them that says, what if? What if? the book is right. What if that in the last days the glory of the latter house will be greater than that of the former? What if, hallelujah, if strongholds are going to come down uh, under the nail scarred feet uh, of the lamb slain before the foundation of the world? What if, hallelujah, the devil loses uh, and the antichrist is cast into the lake of fire? What if death gets triumphed over and hell uh, is the defeated by the power of God. What if this is a transforming book that when teachers read it in the fifth grade, little children begin to be filled with the power of the Holy Ghost? What if, hallelujah, that there is something about the laying on of hands and saying the name of Jesus? Maybe he did live. Maybe he did come out of the grave. Maybe the book is alive and well, and maybe there is a God and his name is Jesus. I don't see him outline a lot of other books. You could interview literary geniuses today and they will tell you that historically this is the greatest book that has ever been written. That the Psalms is some of the greatest poetry that has ever been penned. But can I tell you, it wasn't David and Asap that did it. It was Jesus. Hallelujah. He moved on them. Said, well, that can't be Jesus. He didn't live until this century 2,000 years ago. He was the Lamb slain before the foundation of the world. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Hallelujah! That the worlds were framed by the Word of God. That God looked at each other and said, Let us make man in our own image. And the Word came forth, and God said, Let there be light. Out of the mouth of the Father came Christ. And when Christ came out of the mouth of The Father, darkness began to run and evil began to dissipate, and light began to shine, and the earth that was void and without darkness came alive. Everything began to fall into place through Jesus. Some of the atheists down through time, this has been historically documented. would cry out as they died on their deathbed. Oh, may God have mercy on me. What have I done? What have I done? Or I feel the fires of hell flicking at me and there is no hope. The very fact that you and I get older and we die says that there is another life coming. With Jesus, this last conflict that we're now beginning to see escalate in the earth is over the deity of Jesus Christ. Our school systems are not outlined books on Hindu. Congress would be terrified to take a political stance against the Muslim faith in our secular schools. I listened to a very well-known scholar make this statement. He said, I am not a Christian. He said, and I'm going to tell you why I'm not. He said, if I was going to have faith and I was going to profess a belief system, he said, I would become a Muslim. He said, because the Muslims believe in what they profess. He said, they will die for their faith. And he said, if you speak against them, they will put a hit on you worldwide to have you assassinated because you came after their God. He said Christianity are a bunch of gutless people who won't defend the very foundational tenets of their faith and they will let Jesus Christ be attacked on every side and not say nothing. God in this hour is raising us up. Churches like us around the world that somewhere need to get a backbone and stand up in the Holy Ghost and say as for me and my house we will serve the Lord. That we are not weak-minded we are not just gonna ask anything to come in but we stand up we speak the name of Jesus I wrote this a while back on Jesus he has outlived every man called great or famous he created the greatest light known to man but still shines brighter He outshines the sun because he is the day star and he outshines the moon because he is the light in the evening time. The world hates him but his birthday is a global holiday. His biographies the best-selling book in the history of man. And his father is God Almighty. And his mama has been the headliner of the Catholic Church for over 1,000 years. Hollywood can't stand him, but still continues to make movies about him. Entire armies have tried to kill his memory. But 2,000 years later, every nation knows his name. He's healed more men than all doctors combined. Demons tremble at the mere mention of his name. He's the greatest psychiatrist that has ever lived. His foolishness is greater than the wisdom of men. The poor understand him. Atheists say he's been dead 2,000 years, but millions talk to him every single day. That is Jesus. If we want peace, Then we got to bring the Prince of Peace back in. Hallelujah. I see a day coming prophetically where, for a season, this nation will embrace Jesus Christ again. I see a wave of cleansing starting on the East Coast and beginning to flow across this nation. And as it begins to flow across this nation, as an ocean wave will begin to wash the filth out of this country by the power of God. I see entire buildings and places that once housed sin and lifted up the name of the enemy, now cleansed by the power of God. And they are housing the glory and the admonition of the power of the Lord. I hear, hallelujah, the authenticity of the gospel being preached again by the Spirit of the Lord. I see God shutting the mouth of old wineskins and men and women that won't stand in compromise and God is replacing them with voices hallelujah of power and authority in the Holy Ghost. I see the Bible being preached confirmed with signs and wonders following by the power of the Lord. Get ready I see the days coming that our children of come out of our Sunday school rooms and dance across the front of this church under the power of the Lord. They'll prophesy and they'll declare, they saith the Lord. I see the enemy being reversed by the power of God. That road versus way is just the beginning of what God is up to. For this is an hour, saith the Lord, that if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. I see the day coming when Jesus is going to give you your hope back, your house back, your family back, your health back, and your job back by the power of God. I see the day coming where the bite of the apple will lose its sting and the glory of God will be released in the house of the Lord. If you could ask Isaiah who never met Jesus, who is he? He said, well, I never met him in the natural, but I got a glimpse of him and I saw him and he was high and lifted up and his train filled the temple, hallelujah, and his glory filled it up. And that day when Jesus descended into the lower parts of hell and those Old Testament saints that wrote about him and David and Jeremiah and Ezekiel and Isaiah, hallelujah, the prophets and the minor prophets, that it had glimpses of his nature and of his facets. And they would sit down there and they would talk about what they wrote and they would talk about do you think it's going to come soon and they would talk about the prophecies because some of them now it's been a thousand years and still what they have prophesied has not yet come to pass and they're wondering did we miss it is he really going to come until that day hallelujah in the darkest time of mankind in the darkest moment where it looked like he was dead and in a grave just like it is right now in the United States of America, we have buried him in a tomb. But can I tell you, Sunday's coming, and there's resurrection by the Spirit of the Lord. And all oh, one day, hallelujah, Jesus resurrected, comes down into hell, looks at them, and they said, that's who I saw, that's him, that's him, that's him. And Jesus began to say, come on, let's go home. I'm telling you that Jesus, saith, the Lord, is getting ready to invade the very pits of hell in this nation. And he's going to lose the bruised, the broken, the poor, the blind, and the captive by the power of God. And the glory of the Lord will be released because we lift up the name of Jesus. So I begin to end, If we would preach more about Jesus, we wouldn't have to have so many gimmicks. Hallelujah. Today, I invite the Lord Jesus Christ to take the reins of this church. Lord, take the reins of this church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, take the reins of this church. And, oh, God, let us be a channel. I listened as Harry, who's such a, a gift to this church, he and his wife. We talked about our, Jesus coming in on Palm Sunday, lowly, riding on a donkey's coat, and people begin to throw down, you know, palm leaves and coats and things, and begin to cry Hosanna in the highest. And I thought it was so interesting that a donkey coat had never been broken. No man could sit on him. In the natural, if you'd have sat on that thing, it'd have bucked it would have not allowed but when deity swung its leg over that animal and sat down that unbroken nature acquiesced to the deity and the glory of who was on it could it be that Jesus is coming to a season that he's going to get on a rebellious nature that wouldn't let restraint be put on it, that has bucked against everything righteous and holy in this nation. And here comes Jesus, hallelujah, and just settles down. And that little animal just turned and looked. And Jesus just nudged him, and what man could never break began to usher in the presence of God because Jesus was sitting on him. I'm telling you, by the Spirit of the Lord, we're coming into such simplistic Shout Jesus from the mountain Jesus from the streets Isn't that a beautiful song? Hallelujah. That's what the Lord is looking for. I thank God for all the blessing that he's given me. 35 years ago, I lived in a little apartment off of Old Hickory Boulevard, a little apartment complex called Breckenridge, one bedroom. I don't live in something like that anymore. But if I had Jesus, I could do that because he's more than enough. Hallelujah. I hear the Lord saying, <clears throat> How desperate are you for me to come back? What would you do to get me to come back? God, anything. Hallelujah. Anything. I want you to stand with me. Stay right where you are for a moment. If you are in this building today or you're under the sound of my voice somewhere around the world and you've never said yes to Jesus or you and Jesus aren't at peace today and you're ready to tell the Lord
6: I need Thee
5: Oh I need thee. I want you to come. If you've never given your heart to Christ, if you're out of step with the Lord, there only might be two today, there might be five, maybe there's no one. If you need to make peace with Jesus, you need to come quickly. Hallelujah.
6: Oh, bless me now, my Savior. Oh, I come to Thee. Let's just stay here for a moment. Oh, pass me now, O oh gentle Savior. Hear my humble cry. You, Lord. While on others, thou
5: for a moment longer I felt a pull for souls maybe you're just out of step with Christ today maybe you just need to come and make peace with the Lord some prayer partners give me some prayer partners some of my intercessors all of my prayer partners come on There is such an abrupt change coming of victory. I'm gonna stay here for a moment. If you, I'm gonna just be real blunt. If you know if Jesus came today, you would not make it, you need to come to the Lord. You can't go to heaven with sin in your life. You can't go to heaven hooked on pornography. You can't go to heaven full of hatred and forgiveness, unforgiveness. If you know you're not where you should be with the Lord, I'm pulling on you. Hallelujah, I'm pulling on you. Come on. Make peace with the Lord. We've got great intercessors here today, great prayer partners that will pray with you. coming. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's different ones coming. Oh, I thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. All right. Today, on Palm Sunday, we are bringing Jesus back into this house in an unrestricted way. So I want you to find a place with me in this altar. And we're going to tell the Lord, God, let us be a door that you come through to back into this nation. All across this building, the balconies. Come on, let's fill it up. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.
6: Oh, bless me now, my Savior,
5: who I call. You can change it however you want. Thank you, Jesus. Just take a moment and court the Lord today be in a hurry the presence of Christ is in here the Lord has waited so long for people that would just say Lord come on come back home God wants to turn this today into an old fashioned altar call. Yes. I, I'm feeling an old Pentecostal pull of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. You can get on your knees, but I just want us to release our spirits to the Lord. I don't want you to think about when we're going to have to get out of here just for the next few minutes i remember as a boy being in services where there was such a lingering presence of god that we would just pray and weep and feel the spirit of the lord god wants to minister to you today hallelujah i want you to begin to release your spirit just begin to tell the lord i want you to raise your hands and just begin to tell the lord i need things hallelujah 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 lord we're giving you a moment now Oh, Lord Jesus, God, let the blanket of the Holy Spirit settle down in this building. Lord, more than physical healing, more than financial healing, God, Lord, we're just courting the presence of the
0: Lord.
5: Hallelujah! Can you feel it? Hallelujah! Can you feel the spirit of the Lord? That's gone
0: right now. Oh, I need. Go ahead! Hallelujah! Love on! It. Love on the Lord! Oh, that blanket of the lingering presence of God!
5: if the question was asked today who is this man this is this man right here what you're feeling right now that's who he is it's just you and jesus hallelujah my god i feel the spirit of the lord if you could see christ right now he's embracing you He saw you when he was bleeding on the cross. The old psalm says, when he was on the cross, I was on his mind. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. May the spirit of the Lord right now begin to pour to you fresh strength, fresh anointing, fresh direction, strength to stand for righteousness, May confusion be broken off of you. May this dilemma who's right be gone. And may God begin to rise up in your spirit. May you say as Peter, thou art Christ, my Savior. When Thomas touched him, he said, oh, my Lord and my God. this right here is what we're coming back to need to get used to it sometime we're going to have less preaching and more this right here hallelujah it is in this atmosphere that the spirit of god gets out of this building and begins to go through the avenues of our society into the streets of nashville and revival begins to break loose in places that we begin to hear reports about. Did you hear what God did? It's you and I are the key. We have to lift up Jesus. At the end of the day, the only name that matters is Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. I may mean, feel like God's healing you and strengthening you. you amen, amen. You got another good song? Go ahead, babe.
3: But I love you. I want all the singers. Where's higher ground? Where? Come on. Come on, praise team. This has become my new theme song, okay? We're going to go out shouting. And I'm sure you can't guess what song we're fixing to sing. Where's higher ground? Come on. Hurry up, y'all. Let, come on. Come on, Burton Barr. Come on over here. Come on, Jasmine. Come on. We're going to shout on the way out, okay? Is that all right? All right. Somebody give me that key. Help me, Burton. Come on. Come on, Sissy.
1: KCM International or Regeneration Nashville, go to KentChristmas.org or RegenerationNashville.org. And for the latest updates or videos, follow us on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube. God bless you.